You are listening to WHUPLP Hillsboro. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. Hi, everybody. Tonight's show is about the Moody Blues, members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whatever that means. Long overdue. So the Moody Blues, for those who do not know about them, you may remember the songs Nights in White Satin and Tuesday Afternoon. And then later on, they had a hit with Your Wildest Dreams and singles here and there that did pretty well. I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. And uh, I got into the Moody Blues when I was about 14, just like everything else. And I can still remember their album, Seventh Sojourn, which is my favorite of theirs. And that was their first album to reach number one in the United States. Their second album to reach number one was Long Distance Voyager, about nine years later. And you might remember the Moody Blues as the band that had the talking before the songs, the talking after the songs, things like Breathe deep the gathering gloom, watch lights fade from every room, bedsitter people look back and lament. Another day's useless energy spent. Cold-hearted orb that rules the night. Remove the colors from our sight. Red is yellow and yellow-white, but we decide which is right. And which is an illusion. Which don't use for your wedding vows, because I tried it. Did not work. But I like the Moody Blues. I like them a lot. They're, none of their members are... Virtuosos, I think the cute, the closest thing they come is their uh, lead singer and lead guitar player, Justin Hayward. And there was Graham Edge on drums who departed the life recently at the age of 80. Ray Thomas was their flautist and vocalist. He was the one who wrote the song Legend of a Mind, which you'll remember as Timothy Leary's Dead which was just perfect timing. I don't even know what the song is about. I mean, it's about Timothy Leary, but whatever. And John Lodge. John Lodge was their bass player and and wrote, I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. And John Lodge is still around. He's puttering down in Florida. And my producer, Daryl Nutt, actually played with John Lodge recently. And he's down there making music. And my favorite of the Moody's, if you will, is was Mike Pinder, who was the Mellotron slash Chamberlain player. And he wrote some crazy trippy songs that I really, really like. They each got a couple of cuts on the album. Graham Edge got one or two an album. And like I said, they were very, very popular in their day. So I remember Seventh Sojourn being the album where I, I was eating a chocolate almond bar 
that my mother unceremoniously threw up the stairs and getting the cover all smudged as I devoured every line of lyrics trying to seek out deeper meaning. My favorite Moody Blues song is Lost in a Lost World, which was written by Mike Pinder. And whatever it means, the first album they recorded that reached number one was the one that didn't have much talking. I mean, they had the one that started out with isolation, but and that really didn't have much talk, any talking, like the Graham Edge would write. Eh, I don't know. But every one of their albums had something really, really good. And that's what I remember about the Moody Blues. It's why I like them, because none of their albums were junk. And tonight I'm going to be playing some solo stuff, because as I mentioned last week, every good band from that era took a couple years off to record solo records. And the Moody Blues were no exception. Some of it was good. Some of it was not so good. Some of it was interesting. Not much of it strayed from the formula that the Moody's had set out to uh, create. And we'll, I'll talk more about the era that they had before they uh, had Justin Hayward and John Lodge join the band. But we're going to start off the show with... A recording that Justin Hayward made in, I believe, gosh, 1975, 76. I'm not exactly sure, but I know that um, it was from a musical called Jeff Wayne's The War of the Worlds. Now, you know, The War of the Worlds was. Um, an H.G. Wells novel, serial novel, back in the day in the late 1800s, which was one of the first works to explore extraterrestrial life and what would happen if humans uh, bumped uglies with people from Mars, say. And it's been made into seven different movies, comic books, and this musical, which is pretty good. Um... So I'm going to be playing this song. It's called um, Forever Autumn, which was a, a pretty big hit. But this is the long version. And the first voice that you'll hear is that of Richard Burton, who was a famous actor of, at the time. I don't think he, he never won an Academy Award, but he was nominated a, a, a bunch of times. And he did the narration for this. And... They're actually reviving it. So if you race over to the UK in 2022, you can see um, another update, reboot, if you will, of uh, War of the Worlds. And uh, I like this song. I like this version. And uh, Richard Burton is always a favorite actor of mine. So let's, let's, let's start it off, and then we'll talk more about the Moody's. For three days, I fought my way along roads packed with refugees, the homeless, burdened with boxes and bundles containing their valuables. All that was of value to me was in London. But by the time I reached their little red brick house, Carrie and her father were gone.
The summer sun is fading as the year grows old And darker days are drawing near The winter winds will be much colder Now you're not Watch the birds fly south across the autumn sky And one by one they disappear I wish that I was flying with them Now you're not here Like the sun through the trees you came to love me Like a leaf on the breeze you blew
the rich rubbing shoulders with beggars and outcasts. Dogs snarled and whined, the horses' bits were covered with foam, and here and there were wounded soldiers, as helpless as the rest. wading up the Thames, cutting through bridges as though they were paper. Waterloo Bridge, Westminster Bridge. One appeared above Big Ben. Now I do believe the 
know there's something we like to say About the way that we feel today You know I just like to float away In the end it must be that way You know that nothing is real or true Unless it's happened to me or you And we just have to come on through You know there's nothing else you can do You know there's nothing else you can do Last night I nearly died I nearly cried My heart inside me Takes me, takes me, breaks me, fakes me So no sign of love There's something we like to say About the way that we feel today You know I just like to float away In the end it must be that way You are listening to WHUPFM.org worldwide, or if you're driving down around Hillsboro downtown, 104.7. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. I'm featuring the solo work and maybe a few group ditties from the great Moody Blues. Now, they all release solo records, some Guys released more than one. Uh, Justin Hayward and John Lodge recorded one together. And they call the album Blue Jays. Jays, Justin and John. Blue for Moody Blues. 
And I am not kidding when I say I just figured that out last year. Didn't make any sense, but then last year it clicked when I was in the car doing something. Anyway, the first song you heard was Justin Hayward and Forever Autumn from Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds, which was a double album released in 1976 and very, very popular, very big in the UK, still to this day. Very big and very popular. And that's why they're going to redo it in 2022. But I saw a video they just did with some of the main characters singing their parts in costume, including Justin Hayward. And while it's nice to see Justin Hayward, I got to say, why is it that like old rock and rollers just make the worst videos. I mean, they're all green screen and they're all obviously somebody is telling them, yeah, yeah, green screen. That's the way to go. I mean, as much as as much money as this thing has made over the last 40 some 45 years, you you would think they would have thought about it a little more. But that's just me. I'm probably one of the few Americans who actually looks at this stuff. And, uh, well, I'm looking at it this week because of the show. Anyway. But still pretty good. After that, Ray Thomas from his Mighty, from Mighty Oaks album in 1975. And Hey Mama Life. Big and bold. And then the Graham Edge Band with Something We'd Like to Say from 1975. And Graham Edge Band featuring Adrian Gerbitz. Now, you know, if you listen to the show, who Adrian Gerbitz is, was. He was in a band called The Gun, but then teamed up with Ginger Baker to form Baker Gerbitz Army. And recorded three gold albums around that time, the early 70s. And then he teamed up with Graham Edge. Not bad. You know, just about all of these albums, even the solo ones, went gold. I mean, they like they could have crapped on a cracker and still like 100,000, 200,000 people would have bought them. So maybe not such an achievement. But Graham Edge's album almost... Almost made the top 100, but who knows? Anyway, um, what else was, was I going to say? Um, it was okay, yeah. So now we're going to play another Graham Edge song, and then we're going to get into John Lodge's solo stuff and Mike Pinder. And then I'm going to tell you about um, my favorite Moody Blues. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I remember now. Okay. So, all right. I'm a kid, I'm around 14, 13, 14 years old, and I'm big into the Beatles. Big into the Beatles, maybe even before that, 12, 13. And I'm devouring every single thing I can find related to or pertaining to the Beatles. And I bribe, I, I, I browbeat 
my poor mother into letting me buy Wings Over America, which is Paul McCartney's live album from 1976, 77. It was uh, after Venus and Mars and it was after it was after uh, Wings at the Speed of Sound, but it was before London Town. So, of course, I'm listening to this and it's uh, all the all the garbage songs from uh, from Venus and Mars, like Medicine Show and You Gave Me the Answer and uh, getting through all that stuff. There's the hits Live and Let Die. Very exciting. Then he does the set where he's a, a, like acoustic set of like the Beatles stuff, Blackbird and I've Just Seen a Face. And how exciting. I mean, you don't know. When you were young, you thought, you really thought the Beatles were going to get back together. So you're listening to this thing. It's three albums long. So six sides. And somewhere in the middle, there is there, they, they play a song called Go Now. And that's not Paul McCartney. That's Denny Lane. Denny Lane, Paul McCartney's, I guess, partner in crime back then. Able sideman. Utility guy played bass and piano and here he is playing piano on a song called go now and I've never heard of this song before This is not on a Beatles record. This is not What is this? Come to find out and I didn't know at the time that Denny Lane was in the first iteration of the Moody Blues And Yeah but I thought it was nice that Paul McCartney let him play it. Here you go. Here you go, Denny. Have a song. Have a song on this on this uh, six-sided affair. You can have one song. Why don't you do that old Moody Blues thing that uh, like the Beatles stomped all over? Why don't you do that? And so he did it, and it's, it was nice. It was okay. Somewhere along the lines of uh, uh, Drink to Me, Picasso's last words. So the Moody Blues were started by Ray Thomas, Mike Pinder, Graham Edge, who died last week, and Denny Lane, and a guy named Clinton Warwick. And they played mostly rhythm and blues music, kind of like the Beatles did a couple of years later. And uh, then... Uh, Denny Lane wasn't in the wasn't on the second album, and I know from from reading about the Moody Blues that they were sort of cast adrift. But they were asked to take part in this in this sort of hybrid uh, orchestral and rock and roll album experiment uh, again, based on what the Beatles were doing around that time, and would would stop doing very soon after, but. You know, everybody was a follower. And so they came out with this album called Days of Future Past, which was wonderfully, immaculately recorded, like a concept album of like the day, a day, a day. And all the different guys in the Moody Blues wrote songs for it. I remember Mike Penders was, um, the when the moon is down, stars something all around. I liked his best. But then Justin Hayward came in with, Tuesday afternoon and nights in white satin 
and Graham Edge with his uh, Breathe Deep, The Gathering Gloom. And it was just wonderful. So I don't think the album did anything in the United States, but I do remember that in 1972, five years after the fact, but it seems like a lifetime, uh, a guy, a local DJ in Buffalo, New York named Shane used to play it at the end of his show. And it was like a spiritual, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night. He'd play nights in white satin and then he'd like play all the whole thing with the orchestral thing and Graham edge talking and, and, uh, FM radio was different back then. So I don't think he was the only one to do it because the song actually charted in the United States in 1972 as if it had never released been released before, but there it was. And I like it. I like Tuesday afternoon a little bit better, but that's a good album. If you ever get a chance. And like I said, none of the Moody blues albums are bad. So there's some good in everyone. And there's some wackiness in everyone, but there you go. So let's keep playing this stuff. And then I will talk some more. This doesn't sound like the Moody blues.
from solar heaven where our life wave was born we came in ships a singing the praise of one above like children in a garden our hearts were full of love Ezekiel's wheel seemed to be turning up now The pillar of fire, a luminous cloud I know I've seen them and they do make a sound They filled my soul with music of the spheres It's been my goal for nine long years To write this song So I can say exactly what I believe is coming down music I hear your tender call To me you are a river Fuel of your waterfall A tide forever bathing A rough and rocky shore Please take us on a journey So we can learn some
So this is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities on WHUP. So that last thing you heard was from Mike Pinder's solo album from '77 uh, called The Promise. I love Mike Pinder's stuff with the Moody Blues. 1976, The Promise. I don't like this album very much, and I don't know how, how well it did, but I was surprised to hear how kind of, I don't know, lame. I think Mike Pinder's, he had one song on, a, um, on their last 70s album called Octave, called um, One Step Into the Light, I think it was called. And when I heard it, I thought, wow. I Then when it came out, it came out a little bit before I started getting into them. And I thought, wow, this is something bad has happened to Mike Pinder. He's been in a car accident or something. Maybe there's a gas leak in his apartment. But no, it turned out that he was just, I guess finding or expressing his love of God in a spiritual sense, maybe not the God or capital G God, but something of a spiritual teacher, healer, um, long snapper. I don't know. But he is one of the early practitioners in the rock era of a thing called the Mellotron. The Mellotron was a big, heavy, keyboard-looking machine with tapes inside of it that would be triggered by the pedals that you would press to move the tapes so that now that key was playing what was recorded on the tapes. I don't know if I'm explaining it good, well enough, but it was a very interesting effect. And the early 1960s Mark II Mellotron units were made for the Home and characteristics of the instrument added, attracted a number of celebrities. Among the early Mellotron owners were Princess Margaret, Peter Sellers, I get that, King Hussein of Jordan, and Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard. We did a show about L. Ron Hubbard. I don't know if you have if you want to go through our archives to find out that that show uh, might be a good idea. Because it's chock full of entertaining foo-for-a. <clears throat> uh, according to Robin Douglas Holm, Prince Margaret adored it. Lord Snowden possibly loathed it. Um, Mike Pinder worked at Streetly Electronics for 18 months in the early 1960s as a tester and was immediately excited by the possibilities of the instrument. After trying a piano and Hammond organ, he settled on the Mellotron as the instrument of choice for his band, the Moody Blues. 
purchasing a secondhand model from Fort Dunlop Working Men's Club in Birmingham and using it extensively on every album from the first, well, from Days of Future Past to Octave. So Pinder says he introduced John Lennon and Paul McCartney to the Mellotron. Hey, mates, here's a Mellotron. Take a look at this. Convinced each of them to buy one. The Beatles hired the Beatles hired a machine and used it on their single Strawberry Fields. Ooh, do, 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 do. Let me take you. But a boom recorded in various takes between November and December of 1966. The most famous Mellotron figure of all time figure, meaning musical little little patch of music figure like da 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 is a music figure so that's a figure so i love the mellotron and i like mike pinder i like all of his stuff until that so let's see brief history of the mellotron for you all right before that john lodge with uh, intro to Children of Rock and Roll and then Children of Rock and Roll. They don't happen one after the other on the album. They happen one in the beginning and one towards the end. And Kenny Jones, later of The Who, replacing Keith Moon, who choked on his own vomit, replaced him on the drums, and he played on John Lodge's album before that. How do you like that? Graham Edge band before that with Be My Eyes from 1977. I was surprised to find out that Adrian Gerbitz actually recorded a couple albums on the Jet label after he was, uh, after the Graham Edge band broke up, if you will, on the Jet label. The Jet label being the one that uh, ELO was on. Who cares? No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. One day I asked aloud Amidst the dark confusion I asked where could be found The answer to our out of the dark a voice was saying listen listen to your heart we all are wise within and only you only you can change the way you are and only you can find your your morning star through the day while you're your hands feel like clay in the night when you're loving do you give your love away or save it for a rainy day only you only you can change the way you feel and only you can beat the the comic wheel through the day when you're thinking know who you are in the night while you're dreaming 
do you know where you are? Is your home a distant star? This is WHUP-LP Hillsborough.
We like to do it all the time. 
This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities on WHUPLP, LP, WHUPFM, WHUPFM.org. Gosh, I hope you'll have a good holiday, but hoping won't make it so. So that was Graham Edge Band, and we like to do it. Eh. Before that, uh, Graham Edge Band from 77 with a song called Paradise Ballroom off of the album of the same name. Sort of getting into the disco twirn, as it were. Before that, John Lodge with Natural Avenue. Title song off of his solo album. And before that, Mike Pinder with Free as a Dove. Not bad. So like I said, the Moody Blues never did a bad album. Not that I heard, but I stopped listening after Long Distance Voyager. 
And my favorite cuts of all were the ones where were written by Mike Pinder. Let's face it. I like Mike Pinder, as I said. But he quit the band after they recorded Octave in 1978. And he really wasn't in that involved in the, the album at all. And I'm I'm looking at a... Gosh, you know, I make up trivia questions every now and then or trivia little factoids. And one of them is about this album, uh, Seventh Sojourn, which is Moody Blues' only first number one album. And the only album by a band to go to number one where the first four songs are sung by four different people. Queen can't say that. Um, or the entire side is sung by four different people. I don't know how it goes. I used to be, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Something about four people singing different songs. Oh, four people in the band writing individual songs and the album went to number one. I don't know. So I'm just reading about Seventh Sojourn, which is my favorite Moody's album. Uh, as these, as this album proved difficult to record with the 73 follow-up quickly shelved after inception, the group decided to go on hiatus after their tour of Asia in 1974 before reuniting in 1977 for Octave and its subsequent tour without Mike Pinder. Because he wanted to stay at home. He wanted to live in um, the United States. He didn't want to leave his family. <clears throat> his young family. To tour. With the Moody Blues again. Justin Hayward. I was under a lot of pressure from Decca to come up with something to release. So I actually went to America to do something with Mike. Between the two of us. Then Tony Clark, who is their producer, by the way, and John Lodge turned up at Mike's house as well. Mike took me in the other room and said, I don't want to work with anybody else. I'm out of this project. So then it became me and John and Tony Clark. So Justin Hayward chose. It's the story of Blue Jays, which I talked about before. So all of this came about because uh, Graham Edge died a couple weeks ago. And I just wanted to, it seemed like a good time to do a show about the Moody Blues solo stuff, which I think is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, as it got, far, it got further and further away from the Moody Blues formula and uh, the production got better and better because the Moody Blues sounded, ah, they're, they're, their production sounded a little muddy, I think. Kind of like uh, Todd Rundgren's. They sound. It sounded just like there's too much going on, too much being crammed in there. Not enough space. But who am I? I'm talking about them. They are not talking about me. Speaking of that, I am done talking. I am not going to talk anymore. But I'm going to play music from now until eight o'clock. And I hope you have a. I hope you have a nice Thanksgiving. 
bring up politics, bring up religion. It's never too late until it is. This garden universe vibrates complete. Some we get a sound so sweet. Vibrations reach on up to become light and then through gamma out of sight. Between the eyes and ears there lie the sounds of color and the light of a sigh. And to hear the sun, what a thing to believe, but it's all around if we could but perceive. To know ultraviolet, infrared and x-rays, beauty to find in so many ways. Two notes of the chord, that's our full scope. But to reach the chord is our life's hope. And to name the chord is important to some. So they give it a word, and the word is...
I waited so long for you to come along Hoping and praying my love would bear a son Now I see that love It shines within your eyes We're gonna take our journey Adam and I We'll ignore all borders For our spirit must stay free Free as the wind that blows There's so much for you to see We'll ride on a moonbeam And never pass one by We're gonna take our journey Adam and I When we reach the land of the setting sun You'll be overjoyed You'll see the sights So reach and take your father's hand Into the sea of time Our lives were made for living My joy is in your smile We'll talk to the heron And he can teach us how to fly We're gonna take our journey is heaven He watches us below His seed was made for sowing And we reap what we sow But he is a man of love Divine He's on high We're gonna take our journey, Adam and I, Adam and I, Adam and I, Adam and I, my son and I.
after he had journeyed, and his feet were sore, and he was tired, he came upon an orange grove, and he rested. And he lay in the cool, and while he rested, he took to himself an orange and tasted it. And it was good. And he felt the earth to his spine, and he asked. And he saw the tree above him, and the stars, and the veins in the leaf, and the light, and the balance. And he saw magnificent perfection, whereon he thought of himself in balance, and he knew he was. of those he angered, for he was not a violent man, and he thought of those he hurt, for he was not a cruel man, and he thought of those he frightened, for he was not an evil man, and he understood, he understood himself, on this he saw that when he was of anger, or knew hurt, or felt fear, it was because he was not understanding, and he learned compassion with his eye of compassion, he saw his enemies like unto himself, and he learned love. Then he was answered.
When the white eagle of the north is flying overhead and the browns, reds and golds of autumn lie in the gutter, dead. Remember then the summer birds with wings of fire flame come to witness spring's new hope, born of leaves decaying. As new life will come from death, love will come with leisure. Love of love Love of life and giving, without measure, gives in return the wondrous yearn of a promise, almost seen. Live hand in hand, and together 
we'll stand on the threshold of a dream.
now you know how nice it be. Play it. 
They all dress like Twiggy, gotta guess which one is Twiggy She's the poppin' child, the new dolly driving us all wild Hey, million eyelashes, that's the latest rage on the fashion page They saw them first on Twiggy, and it started with praise East or West, they say you better look like Twiggy Hello, folks. It is 